What's up, guys? It's Arden, and today I interviewed Michael. Michael is a professional trader, and he went from working a nine-to-five, working a regular job, to becoming a person, uh, professional day trader. So stay tuned for this awesome interview. Great, Mike. All right, my name's Arden. If you're, if you wanted something, call me by. So you're, you are a uh, a day trader. Okay, some of us might know you, but. How's your day today um, so far? I just want to ask you that. Um, the day is great. Um, so I'm a trading coach. Um, uh, I do a little bit of day trading. I do uh, some intermediate term trading, some swing trading, uh, longer term investing. But um, uh, my function is to be a trading coach. Uh, like that, that's what uh, that's what I do. Mm -hmm. And I just like to take it back with our, the people I interview. How was it in middle school and high school? Were you the kid that was like flipping things? Were you into the financial markets? Were you like reading books, things like that? Like, what were you doing in that time? Oh man, in that time I was getting my ass kicked by people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was the, the kid that, that was picked on. Um, I, no, I had a stuttering problem. I... Uh, I had a rough childhood, um, like to go back earlier than that, like, uh, uh, are we uh, doing the podcast right now? Yeah, it's recording. Oh, oh, perfect. <laughs> I thought that this was like a little bit of a quick Q&A before we d uh, jumped in, but uh, all right. Yeah, so um, uh, so my childhood uh, was, was rough um, when I was uh, growing up, my, my parents split up. Uh, and so I was living with my mom, my stepdad, they, uh, he lost his job. We ended up losing the house. We were homeless for like, uh, I was homeless for about a month, uh, with them. And then eventually my mom was like, you know what? Like Michael doesn't need to live like this. We're going to go send you to live with your dad. And, and I didn't want to go at the time like that. They, it was a real mess mm -hmm. between the, the two of them. And so uh, my dad and I didn't see eye to eye for years. Like, so like the whole time, like through middle school, through high school, like it was a real uh, tough period and I was shy and uh, I uh, didn't have a lot of friends uh, back then because, you know, like I, I was just messed up well with so many other things that were going on well with my mom and like, you know, like everything else that uh, like being homeless for a while, then uh, like uh, being at odds with my, my dad and my stepmom. Um, and you know, like it was uh, when I finally like discovered the stock market, uh, like I was first introduced to it, uh, probably at about 14 by my, my uncle. Right. And, uh, he had just, uh, came up by and he told me like, Oh, you, you should read like the wall street journal and there there's stocks in here. And, uh, here's one that I'm looking at. And, uh, I forget the name of the company. Uh, but he's like, uh, at the time, anyway, it was some company that allowed uh, your electronics to talk to one another without mm -hmm. wires, right? Wow. Ended up being Bluetooth, right? So, uh, so back then, like, uh, I was hooked. Uh, like, wow, like, you could, like, buy something and then, like, you know, in a couple of days, a couple of weeks, like, it's, uh, like, double well what you bought. Like, that, that's real interesting to me. So when I finally graduated high school... Uh, I scrapped together uh, some money or uh, working part time and 
I went to my local bank and I walked in with the five grand that I had saved up and uh, I was like, I want to invest in stocks. And they're like, no, you don't. That's risky. What you want is this, right? And so they show me some, some mutual funds. And so I'm like, oh, all right. And I start flipping through the mutual funds. And then uh, I, they're like, well, what are you doing? Nobody looks at those. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I flip through some more and, and uh, I'm like, I'll take this one, this one, this one. And it was like, like some stock funds uh, and the bond fund. I'm like, all right, well, I've got pros managing it for me. I am diversified and I've got time on my side, right? Because I wasn't planning on selling until after I graduated. Mm -hmm. So um, this was 99 uh, and I graduated in 2002. And uh, like, so that's right in the middle of like the dot-com bubble. I didn't know that at the time. Like I just thought like money in, wait X amount of time, more money pops out the other end. And I found out the hard way that that wasn't the case, right? Like I went in 2002 when I graduated and I didn't have uh, even the money that I started with. Uh, I, was, uh, I was down to 4,000 from the 5,000 that, that I had started with. So I waited all this time. I had professionals managing it for me and I had all this diversi diversification and it didn't mean Jack, mm -hmm. right? So um, I learned a lot of lessons that way. Were um, you in college at, at this time? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was in college. And what were you studying? Uh, I ended up studying marketing, mm. right? And it, it was interesting. Uh, I started out as a... Uh, I wanted to study the psychology and I wanted to study philosophy, mm -hmm. but I thought that, well, I don't want to be a psychologist. Uh, I just had an interest in it. And then I'm like, well, what am I going to do with a philosophy degree? I can't really, you know, like yeah. I didn't know of any professions that you could like, little did I know like how valuable that would be to what I'm doing now. Uh, so I went into marketing because there was a bit of psychology in that part. And that's what I liked a lot about marketing. Um, but with, uh, and I minored in philosophy. And in that minor, it's like teaching you how to think. And it's those parts that ended up helping me do what I do now uh, in helping uh, a lot of traders because uh, my focus is not on like the technical aspects of trading or the fundamental aspects of trading. Like those things are, are important, don't get me wrong but most do not focus on mindset and mindset is the game. Like our beliefs control everything. Yeah, I totally agree with you, man. Like, cause you hear a lot of these people like on wall street, sometimes some of them, like I see their degrees, they're like in psychology, for example, I'm like, wow, that's interesting. And it's true because a lot of the market is, is psychology and understanding people's emotions and, and understanding your emotions as well in order to capitalize on the market so were you doing any jobs were you working at this time because i mean you had five thousand dollars saved up but were you just living with your parents were you working at this time what were you doing well when i was in college i was uh, i was living at home i was working part-time uh, at a hospital um i was a messenger like little literally delivering shit from uh, floor to floor <laughs> and um i did that uh, through uh, through college and uh, I started working my way up through the hospital. Then uh, when I graduated, I you know, 
was trying to fight my way out of healthcare. Like I wanted to go and do marketing and uh, I had an internship at the time. Uh, I ended up winning like you know, best intern out of like the 80 or so people that were there it was like some publishing house. I, I forget mm-hmm. the, the name of it. And uh, so I, you know, they offered me a job and it like, it would the pay that they were offering for full time was basically what I was making part time, and I made the mistake then of like you know I'm making this part time I'm gonna stay where the money is mm-hmm. right and not do like what what actually like uh, would have been a lot more enjoyable for me at the time right like I loved working there I love the people I uh, liked mm-hmm. uh, everything about that job but I went for the money right so like mm-hmm. that that's uh, that's an important lesson, right? Uh, like, don't go for the money because, uh, like, if you're just doing something for the money, like, it, it you end up uh, with a terrible uh, life uh, as a result. Uh, like, it's like money, like, helps you buy happiness, right? Uh, like, if you're, it, so, uh, like, it's interesting. Uh, like, money doesn't buy happiness, but like, it it helps, mm-hmm. uh, right? Like, because, like, I've seen the spectrum too, like, uh, where lack of money, lack of finances causes a lot of hardship too. So like money's not the root of all evil. It's, it's a tool. It's an important one, but it shouldn't be the primary focus. It's the, uh, it's the result of doing things that you love. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what are some things like traders that, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see traders making when they get in, into the market, they're fresh, they, they get into the market. What are some of the biggest mistakes? Um, biggest mistakes that I see the new traders make, um, underestimating what's necessary, not focusing at all on mindset, uh, like focusing on uh, like uh, setups and trying to be right, that they think that if they're right, then that's what leads to being successful. Like, like they want to be right on this one trade or they want to be right on that one trade and they put too much emphasis on any one trade rather than operating like a casino. Right, like the reasons why casinos win in a world that is based on probabilities is because they just keep on playing an edge over and over and over again. And they know that it doesn't matter if that gambler walks through the door and hits the jackpot and they, they lose on that one because they're working this edge. And, you know, over a thousand times they're, they're making money and they know exactly how much they're going to make. But what a lot of traders will do is they'll hit the jackpot and they're aiming to hit the jackpot rather than working a system over and over and over again. If they acted like the casino, then they'd win. If they're acting like the gambler, yeah, they might have a big hit every once in a while, but ultimately they lose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see. So what are some of the best ways to learn trading? Because a lot of people go into the market new, they want to learn trading. So what are some of the best ways? Um, so the, the thing that I offer people is this thing called the Trader's Thought Box. And it's the top 10 tips that I've learned over the past 20 years of trading. Like that's going all the way back from like that first uh, instance where I went to the bank and put money in and learned the the hard way. And um, all the way up to uh, like, you know, uh, finally being successful and then being a part-timer trading, helping full-timers and hedge fund managers uh, do their thing with research and analysis, and then finally leaving the day job to do this, uh, trading full time and coaching others. 
And uh, there's things in there that are about mindset. There's things in there about trade styles, right? Like you finding a trade style that matches you and your beliefs and what your goals are. Um, matching your trade style to your lifestyle because you might find a trading style that generate uh, that you believe in and it generates a hundred percent every single day right so like every single day you're doubling your money but if it doesn't match up with your lifestyle if you're not able to execute it then it's not going to work for you mm -hmm. or you need to find a way to adapt it to work for you and that's what i ended up doing uh while i was trading part-time and why i was able to help so many people even before i quit my day job mm -hmm. so when you were working part-time you were working at the hospital i, I assume right you're working part-time how is that transition because a lot of people they want to go from their jobs they want to go to being a professional day trader just quitting their jobs and just day trading so how was that transition how did you oh, get to that point oh so like i i ended up being in healthcare for the for a real long time too right like uh way too long i actually left my day job last year right oh, like wow. i could have left my day job uh, easily five years ago but i i lacked the confidence in myself to to make the transition i kept on telling myself oh like i need to be uh making my annual salary then it's like no no, no i actually need to be doubling my annual salary Right, so like uh, doubling like uh, six figures, like so at the time, like it would have been like making uh, like uh, 200 and change uh, for, for an annual salary. And uh, because I wanted to be able to support my, uh, myself, my wife, uh, my, my daughter, um, and, not, and none of us have to worry about Jack. And then I'm like, you know what? Like I wanna have like uh, at least two years in the bank. Then it was like, nah, let's make it three. And it's just uh, like kicking the can further and further and further down the road. And I thought that I was being conservative, but I was really just lacking confidence in myself. So I eventually hit a tipping point. I eventually started getting other people around me. And the, this is another thing that I talk about in the Trader's Thought Box too, your environment. Your environment is so important because it'll either keep you where you are or it'll be the catalyst to help move you forward. So for me, the environmental changes were starting to fill my head with other things, right? So it's not just the four walls that are around you it's what's filling your mental space right what are you watching what are you reading what are you listening to and i started listening to this guy evan carmichael uh if you're not familiar with him go check him out he's uh he's a youtuber he's got like almost two million subscribers i'm actually going to his workshop next week in toronto to help him teach this workshop for thought leadership and uh, so there's so many people on his channel that he profiles like top 10 rules of success on Oprah, on Steve Jobs, on Warren Buffett, on whoever. And what I started to realize was that being successful, like there's like a common thread, like no matter what it is that you're doing and seeing all these other people that, that like every single one of them, like they weren't just born with a silver spoon in their mouth they like all had their story of you know like their hero's journey mm -hmm. i'm like wow so like if they could do it i could do it and having those people like in my ear constantly like and i would watch these videos like every single day uh, like you know, while i was at the day job right like doing like you know like some uh, so like parts of the job didn't really require thought like it was more administrative uh so i was listening to that while i was doing this other stuff and getting that in my head a lot gave me the boldness to be like, you know what, like it's time. 
And so I left the day job, went to do this, and here we are. Were you like fearful? Like as soon as you quit your job, you were like, were you like, oh man, like I have to trade. I have a lot of pressure on my back. I got to pay the bills. Like, how was that for you? Oh, oh yeah. Like the, so there's, uh, there's a lot of fear, right? Like, uh, and that's where you want to, to live, right? So, uh, it, so I recently started doing uh, yoga, right? And, uh, and I equate it to that because it, in yoga, like if you're brand new, like, and you see people like doing headstands and like all these kind of weird bends and it's like, yeah, look at that. Like, I, I'm going to do that now. You're going to hurt yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. Like on day one, like I'm like falling over, falling on my face because I'm trying to, like, I'm an ambitious person and I'm like, yeah, I can do this. Oh, no, I can't. <laughs> and then after, uh, after a few times of like falling on my face, like, all right, let me like, go at my pace and then just like kind of like ease into certain things. And before I knew it, I was going further and further and further. And uh, the last class that I went to, one of the instructors was like, yeah, you you know, you're doing really good. Uh, Have you been doing this for a while? I'm like, yeah, like this is like my 10th class. And he's like, 10th class. Like, it seems like you've been doing this for like a couple of years. And so it's like, wow. All right. So it's like living on the edge of your comfort zone, but not going super beyond it where you're going to injure yourself. Um, uh, and there's a, there's a bit of fear uh, living on the edge of the comfort zone, but, but it's good, right? It's uh, like, uh, like on the, just off beyond fear is, is bliss, right? Like there, there's a... Oh yeah, Will Smith. Didn't Will yeah, Smith but, say that? Yes. yes, and he's absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when he went skydiving. Yep. So how much money do you think, because I hear this question a lot, right? How much money do you think a new trader needs? Not a new trader, but somebody that actually wants to make income off this to start trading. How much income do you think that they need? Well, uh, do you, uh, so is the question more about like how much money do you need to like make an income? Yeah. Uh, Where like you're living off of it? Yeah, uh, it depends on what how much they need to live. Right? Like uh, I, I coach traders that say that they only need uh, a few hundred bucks to live, uh, right? Depending on what country they're in, uh, that, that's one of the beautiful things about the internet, right? Like uh, I'm coaching people not just from the U.S., but I'm coaching people from Venezuela. I'm coaching people in the Netherlands, um, uh, in the Middle East, uh, all over. Uh, so it depends on where you're geographically located. Uh, there's a trader friend of mine that moved to Thailand for a number of years while he was getting started trading because the, there, uh, like the, the exchange rate is ridiculous. You could live, uh, like a King on, a on a few bucks. Mm-hmm. So, so that's part of it. Um, yeah, I would say like, well, what's your goal? Right, like, uh, how much do you need to live? Like, well, what gives you financial freedom? Now, the answer will be different for everybody. I see. So, I know you talked about earlier that you were actually coaching some hedge fund managers, right? How do you get to that point? How do you get from like you you were you were trading part time, right? You weren't even a technically a professional trader. How do you get to actually coaching hedge fund managers? Well. I think that techni- uh, that professional trader is a mindset. Uh, and uh, for years and years and years, I told myself that I'm not a professional. I'm not a professional. Even like when, 
yeah, yeah like I'm uh, helping people that are hedge fund managers, that are full-time traders, that are portfolio managers. Uh, they're coming to me for advice and I'm like, yeah, like I, I'm doing this part-time and I had this business, right? Like I, I set up a research and analysis business. I built an app and I'm doing that while I'm at my, my day job, right? Like, so that's like my side thing at night plus trading. Uh, and people were like, how the hell are you doing all this? And you're like, it, so even with that, I didn't consider myself a professional. Um, but I was, and it's it's a mindset thing. Um, so, like, there, there's a, one of my favorite traders, uh, this guy, Nicholas Darvis. Uh, he was a trader back in the 70s, and he was a ballroom dancer. He wasn't a full-time trader. Mm -hmm. uh, but he found a, a system uh, that he was able to make work without having to look at the market at all during the day. He would get telegrams, right? Like a before the internet. So he's getting telegrams in the middle of the night from his broker that just had the price listed out. And he would need to hand write his charts, uh, plot his charts by hand and be like, okay, this is what I want to do. And he would send the order to the broker and say, this is what I want you to do. Don't bother me at all during the trading day. Right. So the uh, plan. Yeah. I had a great trading plan. Didn't uh, took his uh, emotions completely out of the picture and was able to do it. So that's what I ended up doing for myself uh, that ended up being very similar where I didn't need to look at the market at all during the trading day. And I was able to bring that to uh, a lot of these other full timers and people that I was learning from. Uh, I took it what I was learning from the full timers, from the hedge fund managers, uh, distilled it into what was uh, into a, something that was able to work for me. Mm -hmm. And then over time, I went back to them and I showed them, hey, here's what I learned from you guys. Here's well, what I'm doing. What do you think? And then they're like, wow, like you found efficiencies that you know, we didn't think of because they didn't need to, right? Like the, they didn't need to, to make it work as a part-timer. Mm -hmm. I did. So I, if for me to survive, I had to be- Adapt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. They're, they're like, this is great. Let's do that. All right, Mike. So when I wrap up this uh, interview, I, I, I like to ask you a few questions. Are you ready for that? <laughs> Go for it. So what are you excited about in the future? This can be anything. What am I excited about in the future? So I'm excited about a lot of things. So uh, the company that I'm building right now, Mara, I'm aiming to build this into an empire. Um, right now, I am coaching traders one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. I see it as growing into something where I'm able to train others to do what I'm doing, to trade other traders one-on-one, -on -one, but, uh, but to coach them in mindset and to coach them in uh, all the things that will get them individually to where they need to go. It's not about giving you a system. We assume that you already have a system that works for you, but it's helping you with the, all the mindset issues. It's in making sure that your systems uh, fit you and your lifestyle, all those kinds of things, position sizing, risk management, uh, all that. Um, bringing others uh, on board, expanding this business into other ways to create wealth. I could see it uh, going into real estate. I could see it going into, uh, into books. 
I plan on writing a book as well. Mm -hmm. uh, excited, excited about that. Uh, I have a course that I'm in the process of developing and uh, speak, uh, doing a lot more speaking gigs uh, nationally and internationally. Um, the one with Evan uh, next week is in Toronto, so there, there's an international one right there. Um, but yeah, so all those things, exciting stuff coming the way. Nice. So what are some habits that have served you well? Um, morning routine, uh, having a morning routine to crush the day. Um, uh, so first thing is, uh, waking up uh, when I say that I'm going to wake up, uh, like, uh, not hitting the snooze button. If you're hitting the snooze button, like you set a goal last night, uh, the alarm goes off. And the first thing you do is you hit the snooze. Uh, that's you reinforcing that, you know what? My goals aren't that important. So not hitting the snooze button. Mm -hmm. So I am one of those people that try to get up uh, earlier than everybody else. I'm up at 4.30 pretty much every morning. Wow. And it, it gives me time to meditate. It gives me time to exercise. And I am start working uh, probably about 7 a.m. Uh, and I'm showered and everything uh, before my house is up. Mm -hmm. So I know you're creating some content with your Instagram page, but is there any content that you are consuming right now? Content that I'm consuming regularly is the things on Evan's channel um, because he's profiling so many different people that have had success. Uh, it's something that I listen to regularly. Um, I consume a lot of books on audible uh, because uh, I also go running in the morning. Uh, I, I'm aiming to do the New York City Marathon this year. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a great way to celebrate turning 40. Uh, that's what I wow. tell myself. Uh, yeah, and it's, uh, it's going to be on my birthday weekend, too, so that, that's pretty cool. Wow, that's, that's great, man. That's great. So if our listeners want to find you, where can they find you? I'll put it in the podcast description. Where can they find you? Uh, best place is Instagram, um, at Michael G. Lamott. Uh, I'm posting three times a day in the feed. I'm posting in the Instagram stories. I'm going live on there a lot. Uh, that's the best place to find me. I'm also on stock twits. I'm on Twitter uh, with the same handle at Michael G. Lamott. And they could also find me on my website, marrowwealth.com. Awesome, Mike. Thank you for taking the time to speak to me. I don't want to keep you here all day long. I know your time is valuable. So thank you for speaking to me. It's Arden. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. 100% uh, brother. Take care.